0: I seek refuge with Allah from the shaytan, the stone. Bismillahir with the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa Peace and blessings of Allah to all of you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Today's topic is. What Al-Quran says about Nikah, translated in English, marriage. Before I discuss the relevant ayat, as mentioned the Quran about the Nikah or the marriage, I would like to give you a brief introduction to what generally accepted in the whole world. What is marriage? In the in the dictionaries and generally, it is the social institution under which a man and a woman establish their decision to live as husband and wife by legal commitment, religious ceremonies, which includes accompanying social festivities or festivals. This is a general understanding of the marriage throughout the world. Whether he's a Jew, whether he's a Christian, whether he's a Buddhist, whether he's an atheist, any person in the whole world, this system is accepted by Allah as whatever you are. Once you commit yourself as husband, and wife. This is accepted. The details I am going to inshallah discuss whether you have married like a Jew or a Christian or a Hindu or a Buddhist, atheist, the conditions are laid down that the, the decision about the husband and the wife, uh, man and the woman, they agree that they live as husband and wife. <clears throat> but to clarify one point here, for our in our lecture, there is a word "fortify." morsin. Morsin means morsin arsan means fortify, fort. Fortify. Women are morsinat, means fortified woman. And what is that I add in the in the in this uh, discussion? To surround. Fortify means to surround and strengthen against any form of attack physical sexual or emotional this this description is what well, this word is used in the quran which generally is not to be found but what it means man when he engages a, a woman for wife or the wife engages the man as husband they should develop the trust and that is to fortify themselves. Fortify themselves means they have to strengthen against any form of attack from an outsider man or a woman. If I have married to a woman she should fortify herself from any kind of physical, sexual and emotional and I make sure that she does it. And she should make sure that I it. That is the trust between the husband and the wife. This word is used in Arabic, in the Quran, fortify, moosin. And moosinat, women who are fortified themselves. And men who fortify. Otherwise, generally, it is understood in the back of the mind, it is understood that we are living in a husband-wife. Secondly, the word nikah in Arabic also means it contains the meaning of sexual intercourse, legal, between husband and wife. Nikah, the word itself, because when I, in the, in the lectures I'll say, when you cannot, there are forbidden women whom we cannot marry, like for example, you cannot marry your mother, it means that, in, in, behind your mind is that, I cannot have legal sexual intercourse with my mother. So the nikah marriage, the word itself in Arabic Nikah contains the words of sexual intercourse legal now there are different categories or different classes of women, a believer now I'm coming on the Quranic ayahs or the Quranic concept to whom a believer man mark my words a believer man marries a believing woman. When we say Muslim man can marry a Christian, the Muslim, you must understand what the word Muslim means. Muslim means who submit, submitter. To what? To the lecture that I am going to give. The ayats, the relevant ayas related to marriage. If I submit and believe in those ayas. That means I am a believer and a practicing submitter on the ayahs. In our society, most of the men and women, though they are born in Muslim culture, they they are Muslims, but they do not know before getting married, what are the conditions that a man, a Muslim or a believer should have in getting married. Generally, we don't know. So now today you are going to hear... What the Quran say about the believing man marrying a believing woman. Meaning she understands the ayahs or he understands the ayahs and believes in them and then they practice. So you must be very careful what I am saying. Because this whole is based on the believing man and believing woman. Believing in the ayahs and practicing the ayahs. So, what are the classes or the categories of women are mentioned in the Quran? Believing is that they are, they are believers to whom the believing men can marry. The classes, first the woman is mentioned in the Quran as an Nisa. Nisa the word, which simply means woman. The first category is mentioned as Yatam and Nisa in Quran, which means the word comes from Yatim mean orphan woman who who is an orphan woman if i say orphan woman everybody in the hall will understand that the parent and the the parent of the child died when she was young parents my the father or either the mother or both she's an orphan woman generally understanding but the Quran goes beyond that understanding why because if you will note in the whole world there are number of women according to the statistics of the world are greater in the whole world by birth they are produced more number one number two the men have wars, they kill each other and women are left behind. The, in, the number increases. Then there are men who have troubles in the world and they are in jails. So another, the number is increased. Then there are men who are gays, homosexuals. They, they are not interested in women. The number increases. So the amount of the number that increases of those women, they became, they become yatama, orphans in a broader sense of the Quran. So even a woman living with the parents, and if she can't get a husband, she is orphan woman. So the woman in general in the whole Quran one is described as an orphan woman who simple description is based on parent death but in a broader sense all women are orphan women orphan women due to the production and the, the reasons I gave so one is the class is a yatama orphan class the second is amatun or ima that is refer in the Quran as slave woman and slave is a person I purchased a woman slave but these the words that I did remember they all have to be believers slave woman is she's like I'm the owner of that woman slave though there are situations, circumstances in the in the in the world that women are, you can purchase a believing man can purchase a woman. She can live, and then you can marry if she's a believer. She'll be a slave woman. That is one class. Second class. The, th- uh, the third is ayim ayama, which means widow, widow woman, widow who the husband dies, she becomes a widow. So that that category is also mentioned in the Quran that you can marry them. The fourth is Mutallaqa, divorced woman. The women who are divorced, you can marry them, but they are all believers categories. And the fifth is the muhsanat muhsanat is a word. In the Quran, use for married woman. Meaning, I just ex- now explained to you that they have to fortify themselves after they get married. Fortify Mosanat woman. How can you marry a married woman? You cannot marry a married woman, right? She's, if she's married to somebody, how you cannot marry. But there is a condition mentioned in the Quran that there are that uh, how she can. When she becomes Ma aymanukum, which is mostly famous in the, in the world, means possession, ayman means right. That is ma malakat aymanukum. So there are conditions where a married woman, if she migrates in belief, that means she uh, leads the rejecter of her husband, and if she migrates in belief, and if a man, believing man, can buy her out, she can become ma malakat aymanukum. First of all, ayman is right means the right. In the Quran, there are ayman, there are right people and there are the wrong people. Left is generally used as wrong. So, those right hand, right possessors are those women who can be purchased and they can be your ayman. What I will discuss, what is the age? of a woman to get married or a man to get married. Generally, in the, whole, in the worldly societies, because of their culture, because of the climatic conditions, generally we think that the girl or a man has, got the, has reached the age of puberty, so now she is eligible to marry. The Quran gives further information to what age a man or a woman should, should get married, what are the condition laid? So I'll discuss the first this ayah, which will will deduce what is the age of marriage. How? Surah Nisa, four and ayah six. Wa btul wa btulul yatama, hatta ida balagun <laughs> nikah. Fa in a minhum roshda, fad fagou ilayhim Amwalahum ولا تاكلوها اسرافا وبدارا ان يكبروا ومن كان غنيا فليستعفف ومن كان فقيرا فلياكل, فليأكل بالمعروف فاذا دفعتم اليهم اموالهم فاشهدوا عليهم وكفى بالله حسيبا and test the orphans until when they reach marriage then if you are familiar the sobriety from them so disperse that is to pay out their wealth to them and you do not eat excessively with hurriedness quickly that they are older or grown up and whosoever whosoever is rich then he should refrain. And whosoever is poor, then he should eat with acknowledgement, recognition. So when you disperse or pay out their wealth to them, then take a witness over them. And Allah is sufficient in taking account. Now in this ayah, what is the age of Balagul Nikah? The age. So I have put in the braille the after the age, the children or the girls or the boys, in this context, is the orphans. The context in the eye is the orphans. So it says the age of uh, after the age of puberty, maturity, fully grown up, develop, develop in in body and mind. Like for example, the child is growing, a girl is growing, she has. Attain, or she or he has attained the puberty. That is not the marriageable age. She has to grow further that she or he is fully grown up. Physically. Like for example, a child is four feet, five feet, six feet and then finally six feet or five feet or whatever. His full height is fully grown up physically. The girl is fully grown up physically. That is the fully grown up. And now body, body and mind... And Allah says in the ayat, that is very important until when they reach the marriageable age, it's clarified, then if you, fa- if you are familiar, the sobriety from them. And I will explain what is sobriety. Sobriety meaning is sober, showing self-control. The woman has the self-control, rational, she's got rational thinking. Agreeable to reason and logic. These are the qualities of a sober boy, sober man and man, a woman. Sensible, sound judgment, good sense, marked by seriousness, free from lavishness and exaggeration. Exaggeration. This condition, the the, the the person who is taking care of the child, when she comes to an age, the elderly people should note that the girl is serious. She has got self-control. Now, suppose she's, she gets mature at the age of 16, suppose. And if she is not sober, she is not eligible for marriage. 20 years of age may not be sober. She is not eligible to get married. So the age is described according to the situation of that particular girl or men and that is showing self-control rational agreeable to reason and logic morally conscious sensible sound judgment good sense marked by seriousness free from lavin I am just giving the meanings of these words of soberness So if you find this in your daughter or in a girl, that means you have you have to you have to judge the parents or the guardian. And in this ayat is referring to a orphan girl who has been taken care of by a guardian. When he finds this personality in a girl or in a boy, he can get then he or she can get married. So from this ayat we have come to know that it is not necessary that the, the, more, the moment she comes to a puberty, you just uh, make sure that she gets married. She must have these qualities, or the man has, must have these qualities, for you to take a decision for them to get married. It is not education. It is not her uh, age. The age is not defined. After the puberty, definitely... The other things are more important, Psychologically and physically they are grown up full. Physically they are grown up, you must have their mind, uh, sound judgment. They have got the sound judgment and that is sobriety. The word is one word Allah gave and you understand what kind of age she can be. Whatever the age, but she must have these quality. So girls should understand that they must develop this kind of personality in them to be sober. And if the girl is not sober, then you must not put her into a marriage contract. Or the, if a man is, believer a man is not sober, then he must not go into a marriage contract. This is must. So if in this condition, the, I would just want to make the point here is the sobriety for a girl or a man to get married. He must be sober. He must be responsible. Here we get this. And in the Ayat further it says, and the guardian should not eat excessively with the hardness and quickly that they become older or grown up so who, the, the other ayat refers to the, the person who is a guardian who is taking care. He should not spend the money of that, that girl because she's a an orphan. So he, he should eat it. So whosoever is rich should refrain and whoso is poor then he should eat with acknowledgement, recognition. He, he may take some money from that girl's money. When you disperse, pay out their wealth to them. Then take a witness over them and Allah is sufficient in taking account. This ayah is referring to a guardian who is taking care of a girl. What about the parent? So if we can deduce from this ayat, because I explained to you in a broader sense, every woman is orphan. So now when a, a parent is, is making her daughter to get married, she, she, he, he has to look into this account. And what wealth you will disperse? Can anybody from the hall can say, a parent, what money he will give to a daughter at the time of marriage? Hello? Sorry? Yes. You can say that. What is the dowry? Yeah, dowry. Now, now the question is, you must understand this is very important. The parent that spends money on the... Because if he got the amount that is with him, extra amount. So this jahaz concept is not only a Hindu culture. It is the husband, like for example, I am getting my daughter to get married. I can give because ultimately she has got a share in my wealth, right? So I can give some amount according to my status that I am living to my daughter. Because it belongs to her if I die, but that amount should be cut off at the when I die. Because I spent some amount on my daughter of the marriage, so this money belongs to her if I die. So when I die, so that amount should be deducted. In her share. Inherit- inheritance from the inheritance. When I die, there is there is inheritance. There is an amount that has been given to the daughter, but because she is an orphan woman. So I can, we can deduce, for parent to do what? At the time of marriage, what his status is, he can give some amount to a daughter according to her status, his status, keeping in view that when I die, this is the her share and that should be deducted. That's her share already. So you are not doing a… Uh, doing, uh, this dowry you are giving is something Hindu culture, that you have to give. If you have got the state, If you don't have anything, you don't have to give. If a man does not have anything, who is not able to give sadaqa charity to mankind, he is not supposed to give. The man who can leave behind something, for it is him to give. If he cannot leave anything, if I die, suppose I don't have anything to give my parents. If I die and I have nothing to give, so I will not give anything. You understand this? If I've got the, some money and I've got the inheritance from my well, that as uh, extra wealth that I have, I can share that some from our share. So this is two points we have gathered from this ayah. One is the age, uh, not only the age, the sound mind, and the marriageable age. And the second is the amount of dowry that you can give. Now, further, I am going to read those ayahs. First, I am going to read those ayahs which Allah forbids a believing man to marry what are the classes that the believing men should not marry first these ayahs then the other ones will come with, 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 with women who are lawful so Al-Baqarah 2 Ayah 2.21 <laughs> وَلَا عَبْدٌ مُؤْمِنٌ خَيْرٌ من مُشْرِكٌ وَلَوْ أَعْجَبَكُمْ أُولَٰئِكَ يَدْعُونَ لَلْنَارُ وَاللَّهُ يَدْعُوِ لَلْجَنَّةِ وَالْمَغْفِرَةِ بِإِذْنِهِ وَيُبَيْنُ آيَاتِهِ لِلنَّاسِ alam يَتَذَكَّرُونَ And you do not marry women who associates, I've written down in bracket, or mushrik, with Allah, until they believe, until they believe, a believing slave woman is better than a woman who associates with Allah. And even if she amazes you, and you do not let your woman marry who associates with Allah until they believe, and a believing, ma- a believing servant is better than one who associates with Allah, even He amazes you. They invite you towards the fire and Allah invites you invites you towards the garden and forgiveness with His permission. And He clarifies His ayah signs for the people so that they remember. Now Allah is asking or educating us to the believing man that he should not marry the mushik woman who associate until they believe. And a believing slave woman is better than a woman who associates, even if she amazes you. Now, the marriage criteria for a believing man is to marry a believing woman, even if she's a slave. I told you in the beginning who is a slave woman meaning I have purchased that woman and she is my slave and if she is a believing woman I can marry her and a woman who is a mushrik or who associates whether she amazes me I cannot marry no love affairs you cannot marry (laughs) <laughs> you say you have to know each other you know talking and everything she amazes you you cannot marry she's a she's not a believer she's you are amazed but you are not allowed to marry i told you every ayah that i'm going to read is related to believing men and believing woman not by label muslims i'm a muslim submitter i'm a muslim submitter so you know what they go to different schools of thoughts and then the Sunni girl gets get mad to Sunni girl, a boy. And the Shia girl gets mad to Shia boy. And this Qadiani girl gets a Qadiani boy. You know, they are going getting married in their own system. Similarly, Allah has made the system is belief. Belief in the ayats. In the essence of the ayats. In that context we are talking about. And the most important, another point is, the word used for women here in the ayat is Ayim, I told you Amatun, meaning slave woman. Look in the Arab, Walla Amatum Mumina, a slave woman. But further when we read for the for the men, Wala Tun kyhol mushikina hatta yuk minu wala abdum mum minun chairo mim mushik. Thus you, you a woman believing woman cannot marry a slave man. The word changes, becomes abd. Abd means servant. You see the difference? You do not let your women marry who associates with Allah until they believe a believing servant, not a believing slave. The Arabic for women is amatun, means a slave woman. But for a man it is abd, meaning servant. And I will read the meaning that the slave is the person, one who is the property of one and wholly subject to another, one entirely under the domination of person. If a man believing man can marry a slave believing woman, I can subjugate, I, I, she is my property, wholly subject to me as a, as a believing man. She is my slave, I have purchased her entirely under my domination. I can do that. But for the believing woman, she cannot, Allah is what the word, means servants, a person who is employed on wages by another to perform domestic duties, a person in service of another. Slave and servant are two different words. So a woman cannot marry a slave man, but she can marry a servant who is performing certain duties. She is an She's a, like a like a boss of a, some some factory or whatever. She's manager or what? She can marry a, a, a person who will assist her job. She he, she can hire that man, not a slave, because she comes under the husband. In the because one Dajja is given by all. One degree is given to Allah to men. So that's Allah like, use the word abd means servant. He can perform duties for you. He can uh, be employed, but she cannot marry a believing slave. She can marry a believing servant. You see the difference how Allah you choose choice the words? Because Allah knows the psyche of man and the psyche of woman. The psyche of woman is to live, live under the protection of man. So this servant can protect her. But a slave man will be totally dominated. So Allah says, "No, he must be a servant, believing slave." <clears throat> Another point here is, and it, for Allah says, "And hatta yuminu," and you do not let your woman marry who associates. Normally, when people read this, it appears to them that the woman can marry, a woman should not marry a man who is associate, no. It is the believer men people, believing men, whether they are the fathers or the brothers or anybody, the believing man has to look for a boy, for the believing woman. Look, and you do not let your woman marry. So the, the power comes to men, believing men. Who is so, uh, marry who associates with Allah until they believe and a believing servant is better than who, who, than one who associates even he amazes you not the woman you must understand what I am reading if I select a boy not my daughter I, men, believing men and I have to judge if he is not a believer and even that man amazes me, not my daughter. It's in Arabic, is walau ajabakum, not kunna, not used for females. You know, people need it, and vice versa. It's not vice versa. It is for the believing man to look up of a man, and this is what happened in the world. Whenever uh, uh, some, some, you know, I, I or everybody. A man comes uh, for my daughter. If she say, he says that I like her, I want to marry her. it is for me to judge the man, the believing man, not my daughter. And after the analysis, after my judgment, believing men's judgment, that he should be a believer, and if he's not a believer, I' am amaz- being amazed by his personality. Not my daughter, my daughter. I, men. It is the man's decision, not the woman's. And after the judgment I have come across, and then I can ask my daughter. And then further, if there are four or three or two, I have to select among the four or three, then I can share with my daughter. It is never the other way around. The woman cannot marry a believing man. No, it says, let, you do not let your woman, believing woman, marry who associates with Allah, until they believe, and the believing servant is better than who associates with Allah. Even he amazes you, meaning men, in Arabic. This is very important. Amazing situation. Normally, women think we can, you know, take a, take up a right for a man. No, it is the men who has to judge the man's character, the personality, the sound judgment. The man has to judge because they invite you to the fire and Allah invites you to the garden and the forgiveness is with his permission and he clarifies his ayat signs for the people so that they will remember so the clarification of the ayat is a servant believing man is alright with the believing woman but a slave woman is better for a believing man so the next verse is referring to Surah nu These are the ayahs that are referring to whom you cannot marry. an 24 and Ayah 3. Al-Zani la yankihu illa zaniyatan aw mushika. Wa al-Zaniyatu la yankihuha illa zanin aw mushik. Wa khurrimah al mu'minin. The fornicator does not marry except a fornicatress or a woman who associates and the fornicators do not marry except a fornicator or a man who associates. That has been or is being unlawful, forbidden over the believers. In this ayah, you know, amazing situation. If, a, who is a zani? Zani means a fornicator who uh, is addicted to committing sexual illegal sexual act addicted for example if i smoke a cigarette or if i take a glass of wine or drink any any anything which is forbidden once do you think i'll become a addicted to that if any girl or if any man commits ad- adultery or fornication is is nothing it's an act wrong i agree but once she gets addicted to fornicate, fornication she or he is a zani or zania and they are known they cannot hide like so called prostitutes or any woman who is famous or any man who is famous involved in these activities is zani that is why Allah is not asking them to kill them or stone them that's the biblical law. That's the biblical law. After being addicted to fornication, the punishment in the Quran is hundred stripes, both the parties who are not married. That is why it says, Azani, fornicator does not marry except a fornicatress. If you have killed a fellow, the man or woman, how a Zani will get married to a fornicatress? So, in the nearness of God, an, an a and a fornicator's an illegal sexual inter- relationship is wrong. Allah says, "Do not go near to that." But if you have committed, is not a fornicator. If you are addicted to that, then you become a fornicator. And for that also, Allah says in the Quran, the further in the Surah Anul, that you can get married. Oh, sorry, that you can have that hundred stripes for men and women both. But then he said the fornicator does not marry except to a fornicatress. That means a fornicator man does not like a believing woman. He does not like. He wants his style of, you know, so many bad experiences he has got. So he intends to marry a girl who's got bad experiences. So Allah says the fornicator man should marry a fornicatress woman. And the vice versa, the fornicatress woman should marry a male fornicator and for believer it says and that it is being forbidden unlawful for over the believers so believing men and women cannot marry a fornicator for fornicatress but for a believer it is forbidden so these also forbidden women and men now in Surah Nisa 4 and I 22 وَلَا مَا نَكَحَ آباكم مِنَ النِّسَاءِ إِلَّا مَا قَدْ سَلَفْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ فَاحِشَةً, فاحشة وساء And you do not marry from women to whom your father's ancestors married except without doubt what is past, bygone. Surely it is an obscenity and hateful and a bad evil way. Very simple to understand that a person is not allowed to marry the mother or a grandmother or his fathers whom his fathers married. All are mothers to him. You cannot marry, except without, without, what, without doubt what is past or bygone. What is that? Suppose in, suppose in this world, at this present society, anywhere in the world, a person who comes to the Ayas and he believes in the Ayas and he's married one of his mothers so he, Allah is forbidden except what is past or bygone you will not divorce her you live with it but you won't, don't intend to do it in the future this is very important to know when Allah says قصر, except what is past or bygone but you do not do in the future remember in the eyes when he says what has been done is done it has become past or bygone. You can not going to leave her and the children and you just walk off out. So Allah is accepting that but remember do not do in the future. Surely it is an obscenity and hateful and a bad and evil way. So in the world there are people who have done this wrong act and they have got kids and living in the world. I am talking about the international world. So for them is a lesson if you become a believer and you are reverting to Islam and the Quranic ayats you will not divorce her. You will live with her and let her go, let it go. Allah will forgive you. But keeping that you have changed in your mind that I have done wrong, there are things that you have to do for your forgiveness and you keep your life going as based on ayahs. Now there are other categories. So Surah Nisa 4 and Ayah 23 Hurrimat alaykum <laughs> ummahatukum wa banatukum wa akhawatukum وعماتكم وخالاتكم وبنات الأخي وبنات الأختي وأمهاتكم التي أرضعنكم وأخواتكم من الرضاع وأمهات نسائكم وربائبكم التي في حجوركم من نسائكم التي دخلتم بهن فإن لم تكونوا Dakaltum Bihina Fala Junaha Alaikum Wahala Ilu Abnaikum Ladina min Oslavicum Wantajmahu Baina Luktain Illa Ma salaf In Allahakana Zafura Rahima. Now in this there are Motran or the forbidden relations mentioned that you cannot marry. It is being unlawful forbidden on you in marriage are your mothers and your daughters and your sisters and your father, sisters, paternal aunts and your mother, sisters that are maternal aunts and your brothers, daughters, nieces and your sisters, daughters, nieces and your mothers who breastfed you. And your sisters from the breastfeed, and your women, wives, mothers, mother-in-laws, and your and your those stepdaughters in your laps, custody from your wives, whom you have entered with them. So if you have not entered with them, then there is no offense on you to marry the stepdaughters, and your sons' lawful wives from your lawyers. Backbones, and unlawful in marriages that you join, combine between two sisters, except without doubt what is past, bygone. Surely Allah is forgiving, merciful. Now, there are certain relations everybody can understand. Do I have to repeat? Except now there are two things I have to repeat, and this, these are from here. And your mothers who breastfed you and your sisters whom they breastfed. Now there are times, nowadays you know, you, know, you, you, you uh, generally give the milk of a cow. But there are times that you, reco- if there is a, some woman who got more feed, you can give your son from her feed. So become, she becomes your mother. Yeah? You understand this? In the old, but this, this, this can be practiced today also. In that connection is mentioned, this is something we have to understand. And your woman wives' mothers, mother-in-law, you can't marry her. Okay. This is the important. And your those stepdaughters in your last custody from your wives. What is that? If I marry a woman who has already got two daughters from other husband now i marry this woman listen to me very carefully if i marry this woman and she brings her two daughters young daughters eligible for marriage and they come into my custody so allah says look and your those stepdaughters in your life custody from your wives they're my wives but they have got two daughters from other husband whom you have entered with them Whom you have entered with them means to my wives and she brought two daughters. You understand this? Now further I read. So if you have not entered with them, then there is no offense to marry the stepdaughters. Can anybody understand what I am talking? Huh? Can anybody understand what I am talking? That is what I am explaining. Where you will enter with your wife, huh? After marriage, you enter. If you have entered with them, you cannot marry their step, uh, your stepdaughters. Sexual intercourse. Okay. So now, if if I have had this sexual intercourse with them i cannot marry those stepdaughters whom she brought because they are my stepdaughters now but suppose i get married to this girl and if i am not able to enter with them then i can marry the stepdaughters but look this is so clearly written but the point is if suppose this i do this how the world will react because you people are not believers If I marry a woman bringing along with the stepdaughters and if Allah knows I knows my wife knows that we have not entered there is no other witness and if I marry the stepdaughters what you will say to me this is Quran this is ayats Allah is clarifying things but we have got our own concepts and believe me the previously I already read if you have married your mother without knowing the ayahs and if you have done it to Allah said that is past bygone but you believers should know you cannot put a word if he is changed but you will keep on cribbing that man is doing this, that man is doing this what is the purpose of these ayahs that if somebody has done wrong and if he amends you have no right to point a finger. Look into your own selves. When Allah is given the permission to do so, we will not go by the ass. We will say, oh, look at him. He marries the mother first, then now he married the stepdaughter. Look at this man. Who can be the witness? I'm asking you. Entered that gentleman. asked a very good question. Entered in him, in her. How? So if you have not done that, you can <coughs> divorce her and marry the stepdaughter. Is allowed by Allah and that is the witness who is the witness between these parties Allah, that man and that wife but what about you people you will say look at this guy he married the first mother and now he's married the daughters Astaghfirullah, he's doing wrong committing adultery and fornication this is man if you are a believer you don't have doubts even in the previous side Allah says, if you've done it by wrong that is past, by gone Carry on. You don't have to point fingers. That is what Allah is educating. That is, this is the important points. And your and further, your son's lawful wives, again the word is halailu, mean your lawful wives from your loins back most, If same is with the sons. If the sons did not enter, they are not lawful wives. Halal, halal means that they are lawful. They have become that... Son has already had relation with the wife; they become lawful wives. So the father cannot marry those wives. Daughter, uh, the the daughter-in-law. You cannot. But this son of mine is not has not made halal to the wife. Is not become lawful to the wives. I can marry the daughter of my son. I can marry. You see, these are very important ayahs. You just read it. You know. Your Allah is halailu abna'akum, meaning your sons' lawful wives, that he has committed that act, so they have become lawful wives of the sons. So you cannot marry them. And those sons are from your lion's backbones. Now I cannot marry them. And further it says, "And you join combine between two sisters. Accept without doubt what is past by gone. He always used this word. Because Allah knows there are people who have committed this crime. And once they read the ayahs, they know they have done it wrong. And now they want to revert on the ayah. What do they do? They broke the family? They can keep on. You people that don't have to point fingers. This is the education because it means you do not believe the ayahs. When Allah said it is bygone, past, done is done, what he will do? He will all still live all his life, that I have done wrong, I have married two sisters, I have done this. <laughs> you understand? This is You must understand these ayahs. When you have committed wrong, in, out of ignorance, and once you correct, amend, so Allah is forgiving you, because lead your life. Otherwise totally collapse you know, he'll be, have severe depression, he'll go into agreed wrong and amend. That's the education. If you have amend, amended yourself, no problem. Allah says, accept what is past and bygone. Now you don't do it and educate what is wrong and right about the relations. So, this is how these are forbidden, forbidden women. Okay? And in continuation, Surah Isa 424. والمحصنات من النساء الا ما ملكت ايمانكم كتاب الله عليكم واحل لكم ما وراء ذلكم ان تبتغوا باموالكم محسنين غير مسافحين فما استمتعتم به منهن فاتوهن اجورهن فريضه ولا جناع عليكم فيما تراضيتم به من بعض الفريضه Inna Allaha kaana alimana hakima. Now Allah says, "This, these are very important. As wal-mushnatu minan nisa, and fortified women are unlawful to you. Fortified women, wal-mushnatu minan nisa. I'm just reading this portion. Wal-mushnatu minan nisa." it means a woman is fortified from the woman. There are many women and one woman is fortified. She is also forbidden in marriage. What do you understand fortified? I explained to you in the beginning. No, you can say married, but actually fortified does not mean married. Nakah means married. Fortified means that they have surrounded and strengthened with defense against any form of attack physical sexual and emotional so that means that woman is fortified that means we can say she is fortified that means she is married you understand what I am saying a woman living with a parent is fortified or not you will understand I will ask a question come on I'm asking you, listen to me very carefully. Any woman living with the parents is fortified or not? Huh? Not always. Hold on, one by one, come on. Huh? No, he says. What about you people? (coughs) Again, I'm repeating. (laughs) Look, this is the important, this is the very, very important. If she is not married, she is not fortified. Why? Because their men can approach them The father cannot fortify her It is the husband fortifies And she has to be fortified for the husband Otherwise she's open This is very important ayah in the Quran We people have been mistranslating this ayat Fortified woman is those women Who the husband has taken to fortify And she is fortified for her she means she has fortified her psyche, she has fortified herself to the husband. And when she is not married, she is not fortified, she is open. There are men can approach them for marriage. So remember, Mooshanah woman is always a married woman. And that fortification takes place because of the husband. So that is why it says, well, so Allah says, "The fortified woman from the women are unlawful. If she is not married, how can she be unlawful?" Huh? Illa ma malakat The exception is recorded in this very small ayah. Wal meaning any woman who she is fortified to a person minan nisa from the woman. Illa except ma malakata imanukum, except what your right possesses. That fortified woman, meaning that she is married to somebody, and she had fortified herself with that man. All kind of attacks she has been fortified. But exception is except ma imanukum what your right possesses that she can become. In that condition, if she can, comes in the condition of ma malakat aymanukum, means what your right possesses, she's allowed. How a fortified woman becomes lawful is by a person who is a believer, he, if that fortified woman becomes what your right hand possesses. To understand, I will come back to this ayah. To understand, you have to go to the next ayah. Surah Mumtahina 60, and ayah 10. يا ايها الذين امنوا اذا جاكم المؤمنات مهاجرات فامتحينهن الله اعلموا بايمانهن بایمانه فان علمتموهن مؤمنات فلا ترجعوهن الى الكفار لا هن حل لهم ولا هم يحلون لهن واتوهم ما انفقوا Wala Junaha Aleykum Aleykumantan Kirhuna Ida Ataytumuna Ujura Wala Tum Sikubi Aisamil Kawafir Was Aluma and Fatum Wal Yas Aluma and Fakum Da Likum Hokumullah Ya Bainakum Wallahu Alimun Hakim Oh you believe when migrating believing women comes to come to you then examine them their belief. Allah knows more that with their belief. So if you come to know they are believing women then do not return them to the rejecters. They are not lawful wives for them nor they are lawful husbands for them to the migrating believe women and you give them what they have spent and there is no offense on you that you marry them when you have given them their wages. And you do not hold fast to the rejected woman with ties born, and you ask what you have spent on them, they should ask what they have spent. That is the governance of Allah. He governs between you and Allah is knowledgeable wise. Now, what happens? There is a couple, but they are rejected couple, married woman, a woman. Married, not means she is in the, she's been protecting herself or guarding herself for that husband. Okay, now she migrates in belief. She migrates in belief. She comes to a believer. So let's say, oh, you believe. When a migrating believing woman comes to you, the believers, then examine them. Examine them in, examine their belief. Allah more, Allah knows more their belief. So if you come to know that they are believing women, then do not return the believing women to the rejecters. They, were, they are not lawful wives to the husbands. So they were married, they were mohsanat. They were mohsanat. But they were mohsan to a rejecter. Mohsan means that to guard, strengthen, and their physical and sexual, uh, the emotional attachment to the uh, 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 rejector. They were married. Mausin, they were mohsaned. So now when they migrate and believe, that married woman, Allah breaks the, 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 the relationship. It says they do not return to them to lecture, They are not lawful wives for them and not they are lawful husbands for them. So how they become mahamalakar? Now you see, you give them what they have spent. You giving some money what they have spent to the wives money, you're in, in a way you are purchasing now. There is no offense on you that you marry them when you give them their wages. First you give the wealth to the person whom she was married, that he has spent what amount of money to the woman and that can be a big amount, maybe five years married or six years marriage or ten years, he can, I have spent so much money, okay, this money to the husband. Say ten lakhs. She's migrated in belief now you examine her if she's a beauty, then you give her wages and make her wife this is how a ma what your right possess comes this is how a married woman that is why Allah says wal illa fortified woman she was fortified with the rejecter she was a married, fortified woman with the rejecter. And now when you, she migrates to you, she comes to you as a believing woman, you examine her belief and if you come to know she is a believing woman, do not let her go back to the rejecter because they are not lawful husbands to, those, to the wives and neither these wives become lawful to the husband. They are morsanat. Now how they become maam my right possesses, I will have to pay to the husband. I am paying some money to the husband. Hello? Yeah, paying money. So she is released. And now when I examine her, if I I find that she is a billionaire, then I can marry her by giving her the wages. I can marry her. This is how the right hand possess becomes. Who? The fortified woman. If you have, uh, and, and and you do not hold fast the rejector woman with ties and bond, and you ask what they have spent, and if your wife becomes a rejector and wants to go to the rejector party, then you let her go. Don't hold fast. It's vice versa. If you are a believing woman, man, and your wife is going to the rejection, Allah said, let her go. Don't hold fast to her. And what you have spent on her, ask from them that I spent this amount of money, take my wife. Go. She can go to the rejecter. So remember, these ayahs are based on belief and rejection. Allah has written over you and lawful permitted to you for you what is behind those relations. All the relations that I read, which are forbidden mothers sons uh, daughters they all relation so behind that relation the other women are lawful that you desire them with the wealth with your wealth to be of those forty-five, marry them if you look in the Arabic so the ayat is saying that what is behind those relations you can, you, that you desire them with your wealth to be of those who fortify them. You have, you, with your wealth what you do? You fortify them. You means guard them, protect them, strengthen them. Of course Nika is there. But you are, you, now she will become your wife. She will protect herself from, from everybody. She has to. She is not open. Nobody can approach her now. You have to be a a guard. So Allah says uh, that you desire them with your wealth to be of those who fortify, marry them other than those who whore commit prostitution. There are people with their wealth what they are doing? Giving money and having relationships. That is not allowed. You have to fortify them, protect them, guard them. So now then with it, with your money, whatever enjoyment you seek, from them, from those wives, legal wives, so give them their ordained wages, and these ordained wages is, <laughs> you know, and there is no offence on you in what you agreed together with it after the ordained wages. So surely Allah is knowledgeable, wise. Now, ordained wages is normally husband gives some money to their wives for running the house. Okay, that is not ordained wages other than the expenditures that is your expenditure the house and everything you have give separate money continuously to the wives that you have to decide agreed upon so give them their ordained wages there is no offense on you in what you agreed together with it this depends upon the husband's status what status he has got and then she knows your situation you agreed upon apart apart from the expenditures that are of the house and there is the a bread. No, you have to give separate money that you can say pocket money, in other words, in my language, to your wife's monthly pocket money because she is running the house. She's performing certain duties. So now you, we come to Surah Nisa 425. malakat <laughs> aimanukum. من فتياتكم المؤمنات والله أعلم بإيمانكم بعضكم من بعض فَانْكِحُوهُنَّ بإذن أهلهن وآتوهن أجورهن بالمعروف معصنات غير مصافحات ولا متخذات أقدال فإذا أعصنا فإن أتينا بفاحشة فعليهن النصف مَا عَلَى مِنَ الْعَذَابِ ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ مِنْكُمْ وَانْ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ And from you who did not have the capability in a long duration of life to marry a fortified married believing woman. Then you marry young believing girls from what your right possesses and Allah knows more with your belief, some of you are from some, then marry them with the permission of their family, and give them their wages with acknowledgement recognition to those women who are fortifying, other than those to whore commit prostitution, and they are not to be of those who take confidence, intimate friends. So when they are being fortified, then when they come with obscenity, the punishment is half on them to whatever is over the fortified married woman. That is for those who fear hardship from you and that you, that you may have patience, it is better for you. And Allah is forgiving, merciful. Now, amazing thing is, if I read a small a phrase of this ayah, Two lines. And you listen. لَمْ tawlan مِنْكُمْ In the Arabic it's uh, very clearly. This word Tawlan. Tawil. You understand Tawil? What do you mean by Tawil? It? Long. Is not translated by any person in the whole I have come across. Tawlan. Except myself, you know, because in their mind, mosnat are non-married women also. You understand what I'm saying? In the in their mind, that mosnat are those. I am telling you, mosnat are those women who are when they get married, they become fortified. With the parish, they are not fortified because men will keep on giving proposals so that means they are not fortified and that is why they are forbidden to marry so now they get confused in this because Allah says So, and from you who did not give have the capability in a long duration of life to marry a fortified believing woman how can you marry a fortified believing woman how yeah I explained to you before okay so that means this condition may not arrive in our lives no <laughs> it is not necessary that this condition this condition arrives it may not arrive and even if I, I don't have that much amount of money to give the the husband who has been spending 5-6 years and she is already a fortified woman normally more men like to marry Non-married woman. So Allah is also saying and from you who did not have the capability in a long duration life to marry a 45 married believing woman that come to you in migrating then what you do? Then you marry young girls, non-married girls young girls from the right hand, whom the right hand possesses then marry, then marry young believing girls from your right possesses. So if there are already I have purchased women who are not married or there are people who have got girls who are not married in his possession. So I can marry young girls, not the fortified woman who came in migrant belief. This young girls should be also a believer. So it says from you can marry young believing girls from your right. say? and Allah is more with your belief. Meaning men's belief. If you are a believer then you can marry and purchase who have got already have got some girls with him and they are young girls not married you can marry them. Allah more knows your belief. Some of you are from some. Then marry them with the permission of their family. Family means who are taking guard of those young girls and now you are going to purchase them. This is purchase going. He will say, I have been spending this young girl. I have grown her up. She is under my possession. I have not, she is not my wife. I have just, she is under protection. Malakat, right possessions are not always married. There are girls who are not married with you and there are girls in the right possession who are not married. So now Allah says, if you cannot marry a married mausnat woman, so you marry young girls from the from your right processes. Then marry with them permission of their family, people and give them their wages. After you marry, you give them their wages. First you give them from the permission of their family because he, they, they are the protectors, the guardians of that uh, girls with acknowledge and recognition. To those women and you are marrying to who? To those women who are fortifying themselves or Marrying because you know they, these girls also remember when you are marrying them, they should know they have to be fortified. That means they are, will be my, under my uh, for, fort. They are be, they will be fortified. Other than those who whore commit prostitution, if they are those girls uh, from the right position in the position of somebody and she is not uh, in, in this kind of whore prostitution, committing prostitution, I will not marry them. I will marry those girls. Want to fortify, and they will, and they are not of those who take confident, intimate friends. These girls who I intend to marry should not be taking confidence, intimate friends. These girls, and they are not committing horror prostitution. I cannot marry them. I will marry those girls who want to fortify, and if they commit obscenity, faisha, the punishment is half on them. To whatever is over the fortified married woman, fortified woman, and now she has become fortified. Now, who was fortified before? Whom I did not purchase, like all these husband-wife are. If these women are not being purchased by marriage, they are your fortified woman, more believing woman fortified. So for them is the punishment is full, and for the these from the right hand possesses, if you marry the young girls and if they commit obscenity, faisha, the punishment is half. What is the punishment on the woman who is a fortified woman directly, not being purchased by any person? So what is the punishment? We will read further. And that is for those who fear hardship from you and that you may have patience, it is better for you. Allah is forgiving, merciful. Now hardship, it applies to the circumstances in which excessive painful effort of some kind is required. Meaning after your, uh, the girl whom my right hand possesses, I married her, I fortified her, and she commits adultery and fornication with another person in an my affair, the punishment is half. What is the full, I will tell you. But uh, the further I am reading this, that you may have patience and you will have hardship. You you, you will not dis- you dis- dislike her. Okay, after all, you or she, I purchased her, and now she was a young girl. I fortified her. She has committed a ra- act. So now, what is the punishment of those girls who are morsnaat from before? So nisa four and I fifteen. Wallati min nisaikum. First she فَإِنْ شَهِدُوا فَأَمْسِكُوهُنَّ فِي الْبُيُوتِ حَتَّى يَتَوَفَاهُنَّ الْمَوْتِ أَوْ اللَّهُ لَهُنَّ سَبِيلًا And those from your woman who comes with obscenity, then seek four witnesses from you on them. Then if they bear witness, so detain, hold them in the houses until death is complete on them or Allah makes or set away of guidance for them. Now, a morsunat, meaning a man, believing man, gets married to a believing woman. No purchasing involved. Directly, like we all have married like this. So, this woman is a fortified married believing woman. If she commits a faisha, look, they are coming. And those are from your woman who comes with faisha. So, for detaining, you have to take four witnesses look it says first you have to take four witness not of the act they have already committing and confessing that they have committed acts, so you have to take four, miss, four witnesses witnesses of shutting them down in the house so he says if they were witness then you hold them in the houses if they don't bear witness, what you do? That is what written, or Allah will made for them a way. Some women, married woman, first we should know the punishment of mosanat woman directly. Not from Ma Malakat, she become a guarded, uh, fortified. For that woman, the punishment is that you lock them uh, you confine them in the houses not locked sorry you confine them in the houses for their lives. But how? You have to take four witnesses. You have to take four witnesses. Okay? While detaining them. So if they bear witness so detain them in the house until death comes complete on them. And if they did so let or or, Aw Sabila. Or, Allah will make a set away for those women. How? If they didn't bear witness, they've already committed faisha, and these men are saying, Believers say, No, we don't become a part of this. That's your matter, you solve it. Suppose, I'm just giving an example. So, now Allah says, What happens? What they do? Surah Al Imran 3 and 135. وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا فَعَلُوا فَاحِشَةَ اَوْ ظَلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ ذَكَرُوا اللَّهِ فَاسْتَغْفَرُوا لِذْنُوبِهِمْ وَمَنْ يَغْفِرُ الذْنُوبَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَلَمْ يُصِرُّوا عَلَى مَا فَعَلُوا وَهُمْ يَعْلَمُونَ And those when they commit obscenity or oppress their souls then they remember Allah they remember Allah then they see forgiveness of their guilt, sins And who can forgive guilt sins except Allah and they do not persist over what they did and they know it. So if these witnesses backed off the husband is going to do what? He is not going to kill her. He will say okay ask for forgiveness from Allah and you will not repeat it. You understand what I am talking? It is there, very clear, that it is not to kill her. You have to lock or you have to confine in the houses when they bear witness, and people back off. You know, she's your wife. She's your wife. Why is your personal matter, man? You you do what you. I don't want to get involved in this. So what Allah says, or Allah finds a way for them, then this is the way. But this is for the believing Mawsonah from the beginning. She did not came from the what my right hand possesses and from what my right hand possesses does this commit this obscenity after being more sin, then the punishment is half half of what no no half of <laughs> half of the punishment we are talking <laughs> sorry what is the of punishment? punishment that's what we are discussing Umar khair life, life, first is the life you have, no, no, hold on for the life you have to confine in the houses what would be the half? Half detention what? Now what would be the half? You see one is the life uh, detention of a Mossad woman, the half would be what? What is, you know, in every country there is an average rate of death, average. And from that average you can deduce the half. That's not a big deal. In every country there is different average rate age. And, and from that culture and uh, environment you can make it a half. And if she asks for forgiveness then she's nullified. The ayatah re- rehearsed in Al-Imran 335. So when Allah forgives they cannot commit again. That is the acceptance of forgiveness of Allah. You want to find out, did Allah forgive you or not? You, you know, I, I, in the, every night, you say, they make it a day compartment. You know, general people say, make it a day compartment. In the daytime, when you go to sleep, before going to bed, you should seek forgiveness. Oh Allah, whatever I did, I wrong in the daytime, whatever. I don't, I don't know what I did. I know I what I did, but whatever I did wrong, I say, Astaghfirullah. I don't know myself. Allah, Taala. whatever I did wrong, I forgive. The next day I did again. And Allah said, I don't know whatever I did wrong. Please forgive me. And I die. Allah will not forgive you. So if you want to know that Allah has forgiven you, believe me, you will not commit that act right again. Because He accepted your forgiveness. When Allah accepts, you cannot commit again. When He is not accepted, you keep on doing it. So now, now to, to go further, Surah Noor 24 and Ayah 33. وَلْيَسْتَعْفِفِ في الذين لا يجدون نكاحا حتى يغنهم الله من فضله والذين يبتغون الكتاب مما ملكت أيمانكم فكاتبهم إن علمتم فيهم خيرا وآتهم مما لله الذي آتاكم ولا تكرهوا فتياتكم على الْبِغَاءِ إِنْ (laughs) أَرَدْنَا (laughs) تَحَسُّنًا (laughs) لِتَبْتَغُوا (laughs) عَرَضَ (laughs) الْحَيَاةِ (laughs) الدُّنْيَا وَمَنْ يُكْرِهُنَّ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ مِنْ بَعْدِ إِكْرَاهِهِنَّ غَفُورٌ رَحِيمٌ And those who do not find marriage should be chaste. That is not to involve in unlawful sexual relationship. Until Allah enriches them from His bounty and from those whom your right possesses who seeks the book. So, write that is the marriage contract to them if you find any betterment in them and give them from the wealth of Allah that He gave you. And you do not compel your young girls who are in your possession. ...to commit wrong act... ...or prostitution... ...if they intend to be fortified... ...and that you seek the width... ...of this worldly life... ...and whosoever compels ...these young girls... ...to commit wrong act or prostitution... ...then surely Allah is forgiving merciful... ...after from after their having been compelled to commit wrong act of prostitution. Now in this ayah there are two three points we have to gather. First is that a person a person believing man should have enough wealth because when he intends to get married, he has to take the responsibility of the wife. And if he doesn't have that wealth, then he, Allah says to those people, he has to refrain. Those who do not find marriage should be chaste. That doesn't mean they should indulge in sexual activity. They should be chaste until Allah enriches them. So not even marrying one, forget about twos and threes and four. Remember, this is very important for any person who engages in marriage, he must know that he can provide her the comfort and the shelter because it is his duty to take care of the woman. So Allah says, And those who do not find marriage should be chased until Allah enriches them from his bounty and from those whom your right possesses. Now, if a person like, suppose I have got some woman girls, I, they are uh, under my possession whom you are right possessive, who seeks the book, who wants to understand the book, wants to become a be- believer, or if they intend to have a contract, marry, get married, so write to them the marriage contract. And if you find any betterment in them, give them from the wealth of Allah that He gave you. So you, uh, wh- why are you giving the wealth? So that you can get married to them. Or you let them get married to other person. But you do not compel your young girls who are under your protection or you are there, Malakata Imanukum, they are your, what's your right position? Do not compel your young girls to coming wrong act, prostitution. If they intend to be fortified, they want to be fortified to the person, to you or to other person. And you are forced because you have so many girls with you under your protection you have purchased them you are giving protection you can do that but you cannot commit them to do wrong act if they want to be fortified meaning they want to chase they want to guard or fortify their strength and surroundings to one person and that you seek with of this worldly life that you want to gain money out of them by using them to be prostitution and whoso I them those young girls who are under, whom your right possesses, to commit wrong act or position, then surely Allah is forgiving, merciful. After they are being compelled. For the person who is forcing them to do wrong act, he will be punished. But those girls who are forced to do wrong act, Allah will forgive them. And now, further, you see the contract, you know, normally, in marriage ceremonies, there is a contract, and the contract in the Quran is written in Surah Al-Baqarah, 2 and Ayah 282: Ya yu laddi namanu ida tada yantum bidainin ila jal musamma fak tubuh. Was ta shidu shahidaini mirrajalikum fa illam yakuna rajulaini farajulum wa amrta'an. Mimmantar dawna min al shuhada antazilla ahda huma. فَتُذَكِّرْ اِحْدَاهُمَا الْأُخْرَى you believe when you attain or reach a judgment among each other with a judgment towards a fixed period of time when then write it down and take two witnesses from your men then if there are no two men then take one man and two women from the witnesses whom you are pleased and if one of the two uh, women estates then the other reminds her now this is a very big ayat in the Quran, Surah 2, 282 is a, the largest verse in the Quran. I have taken two small portions to establish one point. Before I read it says that, uh, th- that it can uh, who, uh, who seeks the book so write uh, the marriage contract to them. You see in the world whenever we are getting married there is a contract. Marriage ceremony takes place. We take witnesses. Don't we? A lawyer comes and a witnesses. So in the Quran, it is not defining, especially a marriage contract, it is defining any contract for a period of time. You come to a judgment, you write it down, which is for, for, for a period of time. So you believe when you attain a reach a judgment among each other, with a judgment towards a fixed period of time, then write it down. Any time, any, any written document should be, anything should be written down. If it's, taking a period of time. It's a house rent or uh, an ownership transfer. So you see the the world that there's a document involved. Similarly, when we get married or we are living in any country, so you see, you must understand that legally, I can get married to any woman with bringing four, five people here or ten people or whatever the amount of people and get married to a woman. But would I be legal in Pakistan? So I have to have a written document. And that written document has to be registered in Pakistan. So we are living in a country so you have to abide the laws of the country as well. If there is a law that comes in between the law of a country then you follow the Ayas in a manner that you can fulfill the Allah's law. So written documents registered in a particular country, whether it's registered in Pakistan or Latin in America or in Canada, registered in Canada or Europe or Australia, anywhere that it, you must have fulfilled the condition of the country to establish that you are legally married. So that is a written contract. <clears throat> now there are relations whom we allow to marry. Surah Azab 33 and I 50. Ya inna لَكِ أَزْوَاجُكَ اللَّاتِي آتَيْتِ تَجُورُهُنَّ أُجُورُهُنَّ, أجورهن، وَمَا مَلَكَتْ يَمِينُكَ مِمَّا أَفَاءَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْكَ وَبَنَاتُ عَمِّكَ وَبَنَاتُ عَمَّاتِكَ وَبَنَاتُ خَالِكَ وَبَنَاتُ خَالَاتِكَ اللَّاتِي حَاجَّنَّ مَعَكِ وَامْرَأَةً مُؤْمِنَةً إِن وحبت نَفْسَهَا لِلنَّبِيِّ إِنْ أَرَادَ النَّبِيُّ أَن يَسْتَنْكِحَهَا خَالِصَةً لا oh, O you who is a prophet surely we have made lawful for you your pairs to those whom you gave their wages and made lawful what your right possesses from What Allah has bestowed on you and the daughters of your fathers, that is paternal uncle and the daughters of your father's sisters, your paternal aunts and the daughters of your mother's brothers, maternal uncle and the daughters of your mother's sisters, that is maternal aunts, those who migrated in belief with you, these relations are lawful to the Prophet. And lawful to us as well. You understand what I am saying? This is lawful to the Prophet, these relation. It's, it's very simple. These are the relations that are lawful. But they have to migrate in belief. I told you this whole lecture is based on belief. It says, Allati means plural, all these relations, Ha Janna, Ha Janna, Ha Janna, Maak. They migrated you in belief. These all relations, then they are lawful. And whom your right hand possesses, they are lawful for the Prophet and for us also. If they did not be migrated, they are not lawful. Now, this condition that I'm gonna read is only for the Prophet. This little portion I'm reading. And a believing wife, woman if she granted her soul self psyche for the prophet and if the prophet intends to seek marriage with her this is exclusively for you beside other believers this little portion I am going to explain to you not in detail but just trying to emphasize you know this word Imrah Imrat is used in the Quran except for two places, two or three places, mostly for wives. imrat e Imrat-e-Nuh, imrat e Imran. Okay? So this is generally used in the Quran for wives except for Malka Sabah and except for, I just now previously for the contract to Imrat, and except for one place where Musa when went there, the two sisters were, there was Maratan. But generally in the whole Quran mostly it is used for wives. So I have used this uh, woman here, I have done woman, but basically it's one means a believing wife or wife or woman believing wife of of a believer or a believing woman if she granted her soul to the Prophet that doesn't mean she is asking for marriage she is granting her soul psyche to the Prophet for the cause of Allah like prophets had companions they were on the same, not exactly the same, they followed him. They tried to practice in the, in the letter. So they are known as a sahaba. But if there is a woman dedicated herself for the Prophet, so granted her soul self for the Prophet, and if the Prophet intends to seek marriage with her, this is exclusively for you. Now, Why? Because in the Quran Surah Azab 33 6 you write down the pairs of the prophet are the mothers. The Azwaj and Nabi are the mothers for the believers. You know this? The Surah, so You can write down this reverend. I am not going into detail. I am just giving you the reference. Azab Surah Azab 33 6 5. The pairs or the Azwaj or the wives of the prophets are believers or are mothers for the believers. Our mothers, we respect and honor the wives of the Prophet as our mothers. Okay? So, now what is exclusive for the Prophet is if, if a believing woman or a believing wife of a believer, both, she grants her soul to the Prophet, she dedicates her life, all her life, with the Prophet for the cause the Prophet has the privilege if he intends to marry her, he can get married to her. That means that person, believing man, has to divorce her and the Prophet will get married to this because she will become mother to you. Now, it looks as if something is very unusual. Go back, when the rejecter migrated that believe woman migrates Allah breaks the marriage and he asked the believe when to marry similarly you believe woman and the prophet there's a difference so if she dedicates her soul to the prophets and now you are just she becomes law for because she becomes your mother. So that's in the Quran I have I will deal this subject separately it is detailed in the Quran. I just, that is why I said this is exclusively for the Prophet. Because messengers wives and the Prophet wives are mothers to the believers. Are mothers to the believers. They can never ever marry after they have gone married to the Prophet. Except if they are not Imrat and Nu, Imrat and If they are not pairs. They are wives but they are not pairs. Like Imrat and Nu Islam was a Prophet but she, a, he had a wife, Imrat the word is used, not a zawaj, a Azwaj, and Azwaj is used for pairs, wives and psychic same, but here if she, this believing woman or believing wife, dedicates her soul for the Prophet and if the Prophet intends to marry, is only for the exclusive for the Prophet, he, he can do that but not for the believers. As for the rejecters' wives are not lawful husbands to the believing woman, if she migrates, the, the relationship of marriage or the fortifying is being most woman is, is, is broken. And now this believing man tests her, examines her, and she can, he can get married. Similarly, the status improved of a believing woman, she has a pair with the Prophet, that's not a love affair. Remember this. <laughs> That's not like that. That was also not a love affair. This is not a love affair. This is seriousness that she migrated in belief, so the rejectors are not lawful husbands to the, to the believing, migrating, believing woman. Similarly, if the believing woman gone beyond you, the believing man, in relationship to that, then she has to de- divorce. This man has, believing man has to divorce and the husband, the, the prophet has to take for the, for the wife if he intends to, that verse says, if the prophet intends to seek marriage with her. this is a, That is exclusive for you. Besides uh, the believers, without doubt, we know what we have ordained over them in their, in their wives' pairs, in what their right possesses. So there is, that, there, there is no difficulty over you and Allah is forgiving, merciful. Meaning that the believers know this. Allah is already written in the ayahs, that is a separate topic. I will be delivering a talk. Or a lecture: What the Quran says about the pairs, Zawaj, azwaj, wives of the Prophet. Okay, in that I will explain in detail. So no question today on this subject. I will be delivering a full lecture describing what the Quran says about the azwaj, pairs of the Prophet as mothers. What is their status and how they become that? do they get their status? So now Surah Al-Maida five and Ayah five. اليوم, اليوم أحل لكم الطيبات وطعام الذين أوتوا الكتاب حل لكم وطعامكم حل لهم والمعسنات من المؤمنات والمعسنات من الذين أوتوا الكتاب من قبلكم إذا آتيتمهن أجورهن معسنين غير مسافحين ولا متخذي أخدان ومن يغفر بالإيمان فقد حبد عمله وَهُوَ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ The day the goodness are being lawful for you, and the food is lawful for you, of those who are given the book, and your food is lawful for them, and lawful are from the fortified married believing woman, and from the fortified married woman to whom who were given the book from before you. Now, these two words, this this is very important. I am telling you. So, wal-marsunatu min al-muminat al- lawful, wal-marsunatu min al-ladina ut al-kitab min qablikum. In both these words is marsunat min al-muminat, wal-marsunat min al-ladina ut al-kitab min qablikum. These are two different categories. I mean, marsunat is common. One is the believing marsunat, meaning believing fortified woman. Meaning what? She is already fortified. She, Allah says lawful. How she'll become lawful? When she migrates in belief. Uh, others utul min Then there is there are mushannat fortified min ladina who were given the book before you. I came into belief after her. She was before already a mushannat or fortified. Before I was a believer. I got the book, book afterwards. So it says So for the believing man he was not a believer but there were women who were, had given the book before me. So I entered Islam afterwards. I became a believer and there were women already in, in the, uh, holding the book before them. And they were they were Morsanath. Meaning they were fortified. So they are also lawful. So when I become a believer, so they become lawful to me if they migrate in belief. Again, Morsanath. <laughs> Remember, Morsanath you must understand they cannot until they become my right hand possessed, otherwise they are not. So they are lawful. Now, you give them their wages, morsinina. Uh, this is women, again you begin making them morsinin. You understand what Again, gaira musafeen. To be of those who fortify, marry them, other than those who commit prostitution. Meaning, they were more they can, you can, you can marry them, they are lawful to you when they migrate and believe, and again you make them more sin you fortify them. Your purpose is to fortifying them, not that you commit prostitution with them. Wala And you don't become of those who whore commit prostitution. And you do not be of those who take confidence. Now here Allah says, a person who comes in belief afterwards or a believer, who are making them motion these women, after giving their wages, make them motion, meaning fortify them. And mowsina ghayra musafi, you are not other than you are not coming prostitution. And further said, do not take those women as confidence intimate friends. These two things are forbidden. Not making friendship, not affairs friendship, You know, intimate friendship, love affair. You are not allowed that. And you are not to commit adultery and fornication with these married women. Mostly. You have to make them fortify by giving money. And whosoever rejects with belief, then definitely his work is failed, wasted, and he will be from the lost one in the last. Surah Noor 24 and Ayah 32 وَأَنْكِحُ الْأَيَامَ مِنْكُمْ وَالصَّالِحِينَ مِنْ عِبَادِكُمْ وَإِمَائِكُمْ إِنْ يَكُونُوا فُقْرَاءَ يَبْنِهُمُ اللَّهُ مِنْ فَضْلِ وَاللَّهُ وَاسِنْ And marry the widows, widowers from you and those who corrects from your men, and ser- men servants and your slave women. If they are poor, Allah will enrich them from His bounty and Allah is spacious, knowledgeable. In this ayah, it is, Allah is asking for the rich people to marry the widows, those who are widows, you help them to marry these, the widows or widowers, from who, those who correct, those who are correcting themselves, again they are believers, from your servants and your slave woman. If you have got slave woman and you have got main, main servants. So if I, they are my slave, so I have to marry them. Not myself, to others also. Me, myself and to others also. If they are poor, Allah will enrich them and Allah is spacious and knowledgeable. So what I am saying is that widow or widower, Allah says, who correct and amend from your male servants, again servants and the woman slave, under your boundaries, you marry them. And Allah will enlist them. So it is the duty of the rich person who have got slaves and you know servants to give money and let them marry, help, uh, help them out to marriage. And widows, for widows it says what time she should wait, a woman should wait before she gets married to another man if she is a widow. Surah Al-Baqarah 2, 234. والذين منكم ويذرون أَزْوَاجًا أَرْبَعَةَ أَشْهُرٍ وعشرة. فاذا بلغنا فلا جناح عليكم فيما فعلنا في انفسهن بالمعروف والله ما تعملون خبير And those from you who die complete the soul self psyche they, they leave behind pairs wives they will wait with their soul self psyche for 4 months and 10 days so when they reach their term there is no offense over you in what you do in their soul, self, psyche with the acknowledgement, recognition and Allah is well acquainted with what you do. Now in this ayah Allah says if a men, believing man, dies and they leave their women behind so these women should wait for themselves to getting married to another man for four months and ten days. This tells us, inform us that the woman's psyche to come out from that, you know, grief would be four months and ten days. She can grieve for you. Not more than? All her life she's been telling you that she loves her. And after you die, she's allowed to marry after four months and ten days. You are forgotten. My dear husbands, they only wait for 4 months and 10 days. Allah says, wait, don't hurry up, wait. They will be interested in, in as soon as possible, but Allah says, at least wait for 4 months and 10 days. Then you, then He says, you see, know, men should be uh, educate themselves. And then from you who die, complete the soul-self, they leave their paid wives, they will wait, their soul-sugies, for 4 months and 10 days, so when they reach that term, there is no offense over you in what they do. You know, you cannot have a promise after my if I, die, I don't know. Allah says, there is no offense over you in what they do with their souls. psyche, with, with acknowledgement and recognition. And Allah is well acquainted with, with what you do. <laughs> سَتَذْكُرُونَهُنَّ وَلَكِنْ لَا إِلَّا تَقُولُوا قَوْلًا مَعْرُوفًا And there is no offense on you from the engagement of women in what you displayed, propose with it over or you conceal hide in your souls. self psyche. Allah knows that you seek their remembrance but you do not promise them Secretly accept that you say a saying of acknowledgement, recognition. During that period, she is waiting in that in that waiting period, four months and ten days. She is saying, "Oh, my husband has died. You can put your letter of proposal. I am ready. No problem. This is my proposal. This guy proposed. So Allah says, "There is no offence on you. There is no offence on you. You can do this." from the engagement of the women in what you displayed, proposed, with it or you concealed, or you are hiding it, let's surpass the four month and ten days, I will approach. Allah knows that you seek their remembrance, you are, you are remembering them, but you do not promise them secretly, except that you say a saying of acknowledgement and recognition. وَلَا <laughs> حَتَّى يَبْلُغَ الْكِتَابُ أَجَلَهُ وَعْلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ يَعْلَمُ مَا فِي أَنفُسِكُمْ فعذروه. وَعْلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ غفور and you do not decide the knot of the marriage until the book reaches its term that is four month and ten days you cannot have a marriage knot before that after the term is over you can have a marriage knot that is the contract and you know that Allah knows what your soul sells, So be cautious of him. And know that surely Allah is forgiving, tolerant. Because you sh- may have admired her, she is now widow. Now everybody is interested in getting married. So you, Allah is giving you certain, you can ha- uh, propose her within that period. Okay, one is the proposal. You can engage her, this is my proposal. But you cannot tie a knot secretly in, during that contract. Because her mind is not in a stable position. She might rush for me. Maybe this guy was more better than me. The mother of guy was more better. Because she mind is not so. Four months, ten days, she will be more stable to decide after so many guys whom I should choose. Now we are discussing the Yatama. Surah Nisa 4 127. <laughs> وما يطل عليكم في الكتاب في يتامى النساء لا تؤتون لا تؤتونهن ما كتب لهن وترغبون ان تنكحوهن والمستضعفين من البلدان وان تقوموا لليتامى بالقسط وما تفعلوا من خير فَإِنَّ الله كان به عليما and they seek your legal advice in women Say Allah gives you a legal advice in them, and whatever is recited over you in the book concerning the orphan woman, you do not give what, uh, what has been written for them, and you desire to marry them, and you do not give to those who are weak from the children, and, th- and that you take a stand for the orphan woman with justice and what you do from the betterment then surely Allah is knowledgeable with it. This is very important ayah which I initially discussed that you see in the Arabic if you look in the Arabic very clearly it means and they believers are seeking legal advice, fatwa From you. Okay? They seek your legal advice in women. The word in Arabic is Nisa, woman. You see, but Allah answers in a very different manner. The legal advice was for women. He says, Allah gives you a legal advice in them, referring to Women, and he says, "Wa ma yutla aleikum fil kitab fi ytaaman nisalati, la tu tu nahunna ma kudiba lahunna." And whatever is recited over you in the book concerning the orphan, that you do not give what has written for them. Wa tarqabouna antankihounna. And you desire to marry them. And you desire to marry them. What is that? You see, they were asking concerning general women, total women. But Allah answers that, He says, what is decided over you in the book, you do not give them to the orphan woman. The, uh, we did not question about the orphan woman. We did we question about the orphan woman. We question about the women. But Allah is answering for the orphan woman. So He says, he says <laughs> The answer is given whatever is decided over you in the book concerning orphan woman. So you are not giving to what is written over in the book about orphan woman why the question was asked for the woman answer was given for the orphan woman so that means allah is considering woman as an orphan woman now what is written in the book about the orphan woman you go to next page surah nisa 4 and 3 wa fil yatama فأنكحو مَا طاب لَكُمْ مِنَ النِّسَاءِ مَسْنَا وَالسُّلَاسَ وَالْرُبَعِ فَإِنْ خِفْتُمْ الله تَعْدِلُوا فَوَاحِدَهُ أَوْ مَا مَلَكَتْ أَيْمَانُكُمْ ذَلِكَ أَذْنَا اللَّهَ تَعُولُوا And if you are fearful that you cannot do justice in the orphans, so marry from women who seems good to you, twos and threes and fours then, if you fearful that you cannot be equitable, then marry one. Or what your right possesses that would be lowlier that you do not support. Now, what is written about the orphans? Here it is, listen, orphan. So Allah says, ma lakum Masla and the previous ayat again I will read to you so that you will have a connection. It says, and whatever is recited over you in the book concerning the orphan woman, you do not give them what has been written for them and you desire to marry them. And here it is written, it is written, masna, so these orphan women Allah is asking men to marry twos and threes and four and in the previous Allah said you have the desire to marry them but you do not marry them so Allah has written down you have the desire you don't marry you do not give them you are asking about about the give us the fatwa or uh, Prophet give us the fatwa from Allah Allah gave you the fatwa and he explains your inner feelings and that is why the whole women are orphans. That is why I told you in the lecture that the question was asked about the woman but he classified woman as an orphan woman because he knows that the men population will be less and he knows that the men are gays and he knows there will be wars. So all the time woman number will be in greater in the all times. So every man gets married to one woman there will billions of women still left behind who's going to take care of them that allah That would be lower layer, lower you will be lower lowlier that you do not support these women so these these are this is the class the last i'm reading this last class is the yatama. and every woman is a yatama. okay now we were discussing about this 2s and 3s and 4 among the orphan women and the orphan orphan women are those women who in their lifetime they don't they are not able to get husbands they come in the category of orphan women so now if somebody says that since Allah says that I cannot be equitable I can marry one the Quran says if, if you fear if you fear that you cannot be equitable between the orphan women you can marry one but in the Surah Nisa 4, Ayah 129, وَلَن أَن بَيْنَ النِّسَاءِ وَلَوْ حَرَصْتُمْ فَلَا كُلَّ الْمَيْلِ وَإِن فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ كان And you do not have the capability, ability to be equitable between women. Even if you are eager or desirable, so you do not incline, bend, inclining, bending totally, then you leave her as suspended. And if you amend correct and take God, then surely Allah is forgiving, merciful. Now, this ayah is referring to a person who is fearful to be equitable between women, to be equal to be equal rights, equal rights between women. So Allah says, if you you do not have the capability or the capacity or the ability to be equitable, he is not marrying more than one because he thinks he has to give equal, equal, equal love and affection, equal status, equal this and equal that. So Allah is telling you, informing us that you do not have the capability and the ability be to be equal, inter- equitable between women. Even if you are eager or desirable, you try to the utmost. You can never be equitable with the woman because you don't have the capability or ability. So, because of this fear that I have to be equitable between women, I marry one. It has nothing to do about the woman, how woman will react, and no, you have to judge that can, do you think you have to be equitable so Allah is informing us no man has the capability to be equitable give equal rights equal equal feelings equal this and equal this between women and because of that fear he says I have cannot marry I only have one if the fear he cannot remove he can have one wife because Allah says you are fearful if the fear is not removed you can have one wife But if some people remove the fear by this ayat that you do not have the capability or ability to be equitable between women, if you are eager, desirable, then you do not incline. He explains you the remedy, so you do not incline bending totally to any one of them. That means if you have got one wife, if you are totally inclined bending totally, Allah said, do not incline. What you do, فَتَذَرُوْهَا So leave her as suspended. When you leave her as suspended, does not mean you are ignoring her or avoiding her. You know, suspended, and then you can marry more Now this behavior, every man cannot do it. Every believer cannot do it. So if he remains, he remains in that fear, he will have one wife in the world. But a man who believes this and he has the, overcome is this fear he can marry more than one. So both are right. So now this is also Surah Nisa 4 and 4. And give the woman their charities as a gift present. So, for you, if they are good about anything, from it to the soul, self-psyche, so eat wholesome, pleasurably tasty. First of all, this is related, generally related to, in our understanding, we say meher, gift, settle upon a wife. You know, meher in the world, this this woman, I give her this meher, whatever, this is a conditioned. But Quran says in a different manner, you should listen to me. as hina nihla. Give the woman their charities. It is their charities. You mean, what is a charity? Once you give something, it is not yours. It's given away, forgotten. As a gift. Not as a sadqa As a gift. Nihla. Present. Whenever you give something to your wife, in a money form, in a gold form, in anything, it should be presented like a gift not charity but what does Allah use sadaq, sadaq, what Sadaqa root Let us use because you don't think that will you can take it back yeah, like for example if you give charity to somebody do you think oh this fucking come here I gave you charity give it back so Allah says give the charities to the woman as a present not as a charity But he used the word, don't expect it it back. Once you've given it, it is hers. Okay? So that is the, what we say, meher. So for you, if they are good, if these women are good, I doubt about anything, from that gift to the soul psyche, so eat it, wholesome, pleasurable, tasty. If they want to, you said, ah, okay, this is the amount of meher. And everybody, you forgive that meher, okay, I forgive you you know, the men are trying, you know, they are spending hundreds, thousands or billions of rupees or dollars, whatever, on the wife, but they want that the, the uh, marriage should be, you know, forgiven, or half is, or return. So the clever intelligent okay, take it. Well, so I say, says, okay, eat it pleasurably, tastily, because they know I am getting a lot of more what they are giving, one lakh, two lakh or two, whatever amount of money, this gift. Now these two-three ayahs are very important and I then finish lecture. This is a very important ayah. In, uh, this is basically in relation to husband-wife relationship. There are special timings mentioned in the Qur'an for having sexual relationship. Okay? But why I am reading it because I will tell you why. Ya يَا amanu والذين لم يبلغوا الحلم منكم ثلاثه مرات من قبل صلاه الفجر وحين تضعون ثيابكم من الظهيرة ومن بعد صلاه العشاء ثلاث اورات لكم لكم ليس عليكم ولا عليهم جناهم بعدهن طوافون عليكم بعضكم على بعض كذلك يبين الله لكم الايات والله عليم حكيم او ايها بليغ those whom your right right possesses and those from you who have not reached puberty that is sexual maturity ask permission from you three times before Fajr Dawn prayer and in the afternoon when you place or take off your clothes garments and after the Aisha prayer, night prayer three times of putendum general sexual relationship for you apart from these timings there is no offense on you or on them that you, that you move about to one another, without taking permission. Likewise, Allah clarifies. I ask signs for you, and Allah is knowing wise. Now, in short, in my own simple words, these are the three times of having sexual relation: after the Isha prayers, sorry, in the afternoon from Zor and Asr between that is the afternoon. You can take you take off your clothes. That is to so the children and the whoever your right hand possess should ask permission. When they in that premises where you are in the afternoon, this is afternoon. Then after the Isha prayers and before the Fajr prayer, these three timings are for this relationship. Okay? Now, what happened? Apart from these timings, they, they the children and those who have got your right hand position, if you move out, they don't have to take permission. But especially in these times they should knock before they come in your premises because you may be having this kind of situation. The next ayat is that is very important to understand Surah 24 and Ayah 16. Now Allah says, and the foundations from women are such that, the, that men, husbands do not home marriage, sexual intercourse, so there is no offense on them, that they take off their garments at the three times of pudendum general sexual relation, other than though they are decorative women with adornment and they remain chaste refraining that is better for them and allah is listening knowledgeable now generally people have not translated in a, in a different manner yajuna is an arabic word which refers to men and whole translation i have come across they have translated for women you see in the quran allah say yarabuna previously i those who desire to marry the woman, they don't marry. Now here is the they hope for nikah. But if they, they should take off their clothes. <laughs> Some people say they took over the, the gown in the houses. Take off your clothes, hunna is written here. And in the previous ayah that I read to you, is against the shiab the same clothes. So that means they are going to remove the clothes in these three timings. Not otherwise. Because the context of that ayat is surah Noor 24:58. They are the three timings to remove the clothes. But for these people, whose, uh, these women whose foundation are such that the men who here would be husbands do not hope for nikah and this here nikah would be sexual intercourse because I told you nikah contains the meaning of sexual intercourse in the beginning they do not hope for having sexual intercourse with these women so for these women Allah says the exception is used that other than they are decorative women with adornment that means they can do which is otherwise forbidden makeup and everything they know how to put them things right there woman knows it I don't have to tell you in detail how the women, you know, make herself decorate. Except for those men, Allah is permitting for these women to decorate themselves with adornment when men do not hope for nikah, sexual intercourse. Here the word is not nikah, nikah is used with the meaning of that word, not the marriage. You, you, <laughs> they don't have the, if you, I translate the la, yajun, nikah, they they, 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 they do not hope for marriage, the women take off their clothes. What? What does it mean? And the foundations of from the women, the why the men, why the men do not hope for for nikah is the foundation of women are such. What are the foundations of women? I will explain in the Quran. From the Quran, the foundation from the women. I think next page. Same page. I will tell you the in the Quran. I am just giving you points. Ali Imran 3.14 it gives us point women are the love of sensual desire for women you have men and women have the sensual desire for women now the foundation of women are such that you do not have the sensual desire for women because of her foundation are such then second Allah says marry the woman who seems good to you now she is not more good to you so in those times what she will do? This is, this is the foundation. And Allah says because of the foundation are such that the men do not hope for desire for nikah. And nikah means here sexual intercourse. So Allah says this, this who seemed good to this is a foundation. Now she is no more good to you. So what she should do? Decorate themselves and adore with adornment. Then he says this your women are cultivated land for you. So come to your cultivated land how you will and advance good deeds for your soul. Now how you will because there your cultivated land the foundation of me are such that you don't require cultivation and now you want to have relationship three timings of that are there. Now here it says uh, how you will you will now you say <laughs> I don't hope for nikah such Gos you 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 decorate because allah says on so that that they can decorate themselves with with jeenat. for those men who do not hope for sexual relationship that inter, that nikah only for those not otherwise remember this is a very important understanding to have, you should understand then what are the foundation then in the in 222 then come to them from where allah has ordered ordered you so now the question is, this is the men's relationship with, to the wife and this only can be understood if we translate the nikah, their sexual intercourse. Otherwise no one has translated properly that nikah, they say they want to marry this girl, she should take off her clothes. Doesn't make sense at all. It is that period of time that is required which is mentioned in the context. As I have told you, Surah Nisa 24, uh, for 50. 58, which describes three timings, and the next ayat, one after 59, 60 comes, the foundation of the woman is described as such that they, that the men do not hope for nikah. What's going on? So they take off your, there's no, so that means we have to look at the context and the text. These are the three timings, and in these three timings. If the man do not hope for relationship section nine, here nikah would be legal sexual intercourse because she is your wife. So now because are such because you don't have desire because Allah says they are not seem good to you now or for any reason so then you can the, the woman should there is no there is no offense on these women if they can decorate with adornment. So Allah says they should refrain, remain chaste refraining that is better for them after being decorated, they should remain chaste. They should not behave like what, what decorative women behave like. So, now I just want to give you an example of Musa As-Salam in the Quran. There is only one example about the marriage ceremony or marriage related to Musa, and a very good lesson. Because in the world, there is a big problem going out around in the world about marriage. Uh, Surah Al Qasas 20, I will read it and we'll discuss. Al Qasas 28, and I 22. ولما توجه مدينا قال عسى يهديني سبيل and when his Moses attention was in front of Madian, he said my maybe my Lord will guide me towards an even way it, this narration about Musa Islam قَالَ مَا حَتَّى And when he arrived to watering drinking place of Madian, he found at it a nation from the people who were watering drinking. And apart from them, he found two women keeping off. He said, what is your matter concerned? They said, we do not water or drink until the shepherds Drive off or proceed. Our father is big, old man. ثُمَّ تَوَلَّا إِلَىٰ فَقَالَ رَبِّ إِنِّي لِمَا إِلَيَّ مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَقِيرٍ So he watered and gave drink for both of them. Then he turned away towards the shade. Then he said, My Lord, surely for what I am poor needy, You have revealed towards me from betterment. I am just reading this because... Uh, the point that we are going to discuss, I will discuss them. Faja to Eridahuma, Tamshi Alastihi, call it in me Abi Yadruga, Liazia Kajramasa, Kaitalana, Falamma Jahu wa Alehil Kassasa, call a la Tahaf Najauta Milcomi Zalimin. So now one of the girls came back to Musa Islam when he was in the shade. She was over shy. she said, surely my father invites you that he rewards your wage of what you watered, gave us drink for us. So when he came to him, he related the narration over him, the narration, narration he said, you do not fear, you have been saved from the people who are oppressors. So the, 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 one of the daughters says, Qalat ya ajirhu inna ta qawiyul Al Qaviul Amin. One of them said, "Oh my father, hire him. Surely you hire who is better, strong and trustworthy." So now the father says, "Kala inni uridu an un un kihaka ahdab nateeya hatain alantajurani thamania hijaj fa'in atmamta ashra." فَمِنْ عَنْدِكْ وَمَا أُرِيدُ عَلَيْكْ سَتَجِدُنِي اللَّهُ He said, the father said, he said, surely I, I intend to marry you from one of my, these daughters, two daughters with you. On that you will be hired to me for eight pilgrimages. Then if you complete ten, then it is you, it is on you. And I do not intend to make hardship on you, if Allah will, you will soon find me from those who correct themselves. He, Moses, said that it is between me and you whichever of the two terms I completed, so there will be no enmity on me. And Allah is an advocate over that we say. Now this narration is only one narration mentioned the Quran about marriage of the Prophet Musa Now this is a a situation where Musa is poor and needy and the daughter's father is a rich man believer. We are all talking about believers here. Now he this woman he says I intend to give you in marriage one of my daughters whom you choose which is not written, it means in other words the the man is the chooser. So on a condition that you have to work for me for eight pilgrimages, that that means the word is hijaj. Now there are two types of years. One is the solar years and one is the lunar years. So that condition is referred to eight pilgrimages, meaning lunar years, lunar years, eight pilgrimages. So you do eight completely or you do ten. Uh, why is hiring him so that so that he becomes financially strong to take care of his daughter? You follow this point? Just go in our language in Urdu would be ghar. Allah has shown the Prophet Musa. You know he is the most uh, very powerful messenger, and he was very poor and needy. So in this world, we we people who have got rich people who are financially strong, and if they find a trustworthy and a strong believing man can be a good husband for you, for your daughter or for your sister. But we don't we are looking for the more standard of a man. Our standard is that we are rich this much, we want our daughter to go that much. We are not going downwards. So this is an education for the believing man and for the believing woman and a believing father. You follow what I am saying? This is that you... But you must in, the, in this condition also you must understand that he did not give the money to the daughter. He hired the, uh, the, the man and so that he do job, And for that work he gave for eight years you work with for me That means he'll be quite healthy and financially strong so that he can give the wages to the daughters, he can give the charities and nihla to the daughter, you know, everything he can give. So the husband, the the son-in-law is given strong, you know, not like that, but for the work. So this is educating us. There are rich people and the daughters are sitting in their homes. So that means this marriage can take place that is referring to Gardamad. So this means we can work. So this was the uh, end of my lecture, this verse, educating us in this ayah that we, if we are wealthy enough, and if there is a good person, meaning morally conscious, good character, healthy, healthy person, working person, you can appoint him, give him job, or appoint him in your business, and if your daughter, if you think is good for marriage, you take that this, this thing should be practiced, basically. It is not being practiced and people are looking more standards, more standards than their own all the time. If there are any questions, inshallah you can ask questions.. Okay, Thank you.: It was a very clear lecture. Thank you very right, much. Uh, and we have got a lot. We have received uh, like, uh, extraordinary information. Uh, thank you. Uh, actually, uh, would you like, uh, would you please clarify two ayahs uh, you mentioned in your lecture, lecture uh, which seems to be uh, a little contradicted? Uh, m- most probably uh, we, we could not understand clearly. Uh, the one was Surah Azab's 31st ayah and 33rd uh, verse, and the second is Surah uh 16th verse which is regarding uh, decoration of a woman. Uh, will you please clarify this? Okay, thank you very much. You see, in Azab 33 and Ayah, again, Surah, Surah 33 and Ayah, ayah verses all 33, I will read really this ayah, she is referring to another ayah where Allah is talking about decoration. It is about the decoration when women are allowed to decorate and when they are not allowed. This is apparently looks in like a contradiction. It says Surah Azab 33 and Ayah 33, وقنّا في ولا تبرّجنا تبرّج الجاهلية تَبَرَّجْنَ الأولى الصلاة الله ورسولا إنما الله أنكم على البيت ويطهّركم And keep a link in your houses, and you do not decorate. You do not decorate yourselves as you decorated previously in ignorance. And establish Salah prayer and give Zakah justification and obey Allah and his Messenger. surely Allah wants to take away the dirt from you people of the house and to purify you as purified one now the basic the verse says تَبَرَّجُ and you do not decorate yourself and as you decorate previous in- inagrance. so generally women are not supposed to decorate ignorance, as they have been doing decoration you know makeup and everything Allah says you do not allow to decorate. Now this ayat is generally, women are decorating everywhere where the parties and everything they are getting decorated there. Allah says in a you did decoration, do not decorate. That ayat is referring to those women who are married, who are privately involved in a relation with the husband in special timings for the husband they are decorating. You see the difference? And though for those men who do not hope for nikah or the section divorce, yeah. for that is that is the decoration for especially for the husband in a particular situation. She can refuse to be decorated. She can be decorated, not refuse. If she is, uh, if the man, man ha, uh, uh, then, uh, uh, then she doesn't uh, have to decorate. If the man does not hope for nikah, that is section intercourse, and those three timings she can take off her clothes, you know, that is the mention, then she can decorate herself. Otherwise, in generally she is not allowed. Not allowed everywhere, anywhere. Asalaamu alaykum Sheikh awesome. Lord, so. My name is uh, Mrs. Sophia Shehriyar. And my question is, can you clarify the difference between wives and those whom your right possess from Surah 23rd mominun verse 5 and 6? You see, in the Quran, you see the people are misunderstanding certain verses that they think that whomever you write your possessions, you can have relationship. I am reading all the time whom your right hand possesses, you have to marry them. All these I've read. You see, I've read these ayahs. In this ayah, Surah, moment 7, I read again. Well, hum Illa ala azwajihim aw malakat فَإِنَّهُمْ غَيْرُ meaning and those men and men who preserve their gas private parts except over their wives or those whom who are in their right hand right possession then surely they are other than those who are blamed now the husbands have, can have relationship with their wives as wives wives whom they got married their wives they, 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 can, they, can, they don't have to preserve their private parts. Now here it says, Now, the, those, those whom your right possesses, we have already read, they have to marry them and make them morsel. All the eyes that I've read, they have to make them morsel. Among the, Those whom your right possesses, you have to marry them. And there are women, uh, there are uh, under your uh, possession whom you have not married. So you are not going to have uh, expose them. So people are saying that, look, it is mentioned here, so you can have relationship, because you have bought them, and you can have relationship with everyone. No. You have to, to those whom you marry, that you don't have to preserve your powers. And all these eyes, I have read, the word nikah is there. morsin is there. You have to make them morsin. You have to marry them. And, you know, find you, in 4 Nisad 3, it says you marry twos and threes and four. If you cannot marry, then, uh, if, you, uh, if you are fearful for being equitable, then you marry one or whom your right hand possesses, marry. So if you have married, so they remain. Because you have bought them, then what is the difference between aswaj, pays and normal? These women, you have bought them. You have spent money because they have migrated. You have in belief. You spend money, so they are like your possession. You are the owner of them, so that is why Allah says they remain that category. And who normal I married is my wife. She's not from the uh, from that class. So Quran distinguished this class. One is those women whom you have married who by by buying them, so they remain a second class. But if you, you marry them, they are your wife, but from their that class that is why there is a difference in them but if your marriage is marriage is important both of them thank you assalamu alaikum my question is is it necessary to have walima and other ceremonies if so then who has to spend you see walima ceremony and other marriage ceremonies every ceremony is or in, in, in any ceremony yes you see you must understand that is we muslims believers are acting upon the order of Allah that Allah says, marry. So once I intend to marry, I'm acting on Allah's eyes for the cause of Allah. I'm implementing a law of Allah by marrying. This is also a law that yes. you marry the woman and to whatever this marriage. So in this context, if I collect people and give them food and in the name of Allah, even if you come to my house, I offer you something. You know, so because this ceremony should be. Take the responsibility of a man. Even Walima is not basically mentioned in the Quran, it's one marriage. You see, you don't have to, in normal circumstances, marriage should take place between one man and wife, and people should gather once. <laughs> and that should be marriage. And the responsibility should be on the man. But the father has to give also to the daughter, not to you. That is all right. Or from, if you are married from the right hand position, they don't have to uh, do anything. So, any occasion spending should be done by the husband. Because he is the caretaker, he has taken the responsibility of taking her care all her life. So, why not do ceremony also? So, ceremony will also be done by the husband. Walima, I am not talking about, I am talking about ceremony. It would be a marriage ceremony or walima. Or I don't, I, only one ceremony. But now in the culture it has become, for the, the father you know, spends so much of money because of love of the daughter, she, he makes, you know, and the, then the husband says, look, we we bought it, and they want to also uh, do ceremonies. All these ceremonies can be done, no problem, but it was, it should be, they should be done in the name of Allah by acting upon the ayat by marrying. They should not forget that. Because, because Allah says so, that you marry and I'm marrying and for the cause of Allah, we invite people for the food. So the world knows that we are married. As-salamu alaykum, Saab. Awesome. Uh, thank you for helping us understand this very important aspect of life. Um, I would like to ask you a question uh, which is pertinent to two marriages of Muhammad, peace be upon him, in the, in the history. As we are told that he married uh, Hazrat Khatija when she was of 40 years of age and he was 25. And then he married Hazrat Aisha who was 9 years of age at that time and he was 53. So I would like you to clarify these two marriages in the light of the Quran. Uh, You see, this is basically these two marriages that took place in history is not mentioned in the Quran at all in the quran they, the you see the only i told you the only ceremony that is mentioned or, or nikah is mentioned with musa Islam. no musa sallam and with musa sallam and how it took place they, he was hired as a you know this thing. but the ceremony that you are referring about muhammad sallallahu alaihi and about his marriage about when he was 25 years of age and 40 years of age and, and, and at the same time he was 53 or 6 years or 9 years, whatever the age, I don't know, 16 years. There are different opinions about different scholars about the ages of Azad Aisha in the history. But now, the same, what was the age? I referred the first verse, I referred the same verse. The light of the Quran we can understand and we can understand that these marriages were right or wrong. Or it was true or false. I mean, this is, is it was it true or false? This is Surah Nisa 46 And test the orphans. First, let's let's take this—you know—women after the age of puberty, maturity, fully grown up, developed in body and mind, until we reach the marriage age and you are familiar with the sobriety from them so dispersed to pay out their wealth to them and you do not eat excessively and with hurriedness quickly that they are older grown up. In this ayat we understand the, the age is after puberty and they are matured and then you have to test the familiarity. So these puberty ages varies from country to country. But that is not an age of marriage. 9 is 6 years or 10 years. Allah is telling us in the ayah, you have to check her sobra. She should right. be fully grown up. Not that, that she still have 3-4 inches. She is I mean, not fully grown up. And she should be first of all fully grown up after puberty with her body and mind. And body we know that she is already grown up. Now she not going to more height. No physical more growth. Now that means physically she is grown. Second, we have to see her sober mind. And in, in, in the mind I read so many things, in the sobriety. So if you say she was six years of age and ten, eight years of age or nine years of age or whatever young girl she was as Aisha according to that historical record, so this is the condition, ha- he has to consider this ayat, Mama sallallahu alayhi wa as the peace be upon him. Coming to the next ayat 4, Nisa 25, yas Minkum taulan ayan kyhalmosat al Mominat, Famima Malakat Aymanukum Min Fayat Fati Fatayatikum al Now this Fatayatikum al is young girls. Nowhere Allah allows us to marry elderly women. Here it is you young. And from you from you who did not have the capability of long duration life to marry a fortified believing woman, they uh, that come to migrate, then you marry young girls, believing girls from what you write to this is There is not a single verse that Allah says you marry old woman. And why would we marry an old woman? And if you say he did it in history, then who is a Muslim who practiced their sunnah? As-salāu uh, I would like to ask a question about uh, practice that is uh, generally prevailing within traditional Muslims. Uh, some of them are of the view that it is permissible to marry a woman uh, who is a Jewess or a Christian. Uh, I'd like to know uh, the basis of this from the Quran, especially some people call them as al Kitab, as people of the book. So can we term Jews and Christians as al Kitab and is marriage with their women or with their uh, men permissible? Thank you. You see, uh, yes, in the big, in the general practice, what's going on in the world, they say people of the book are the Jews and the Christian. So because they are the people of the book, we can marry them. This is general practice going on. But specifically, you know, I started my lecture by explaining to you people who believe in the ayahs, believers, we are talking about the believers, every ayah that I read, even the women who are migrating are believers. You see, they they have to be believers. E- even you know all the even from the uh, from the they believers. They have to believe. No marriage allowed. The second ayat I read: the Mushika, the the woman who associate or adulterer, fornicator. All these women are forbidden. No Allah allows a marriage between a non-believer. And believer means who read the ayat. Quranic ayahs who understand it and who believes in practice that is a believer. Muslim means a label Muslim or not a Muslim means who submits on the ayahs who submits to Allah and Allah means Allah's ayahs Allah's words so this, in this connection if you see a person in the generally in the, in the world a label Muslim I would say who has got a label Muslim he can marry a Christian because she is also a label Christian you are also a label Muslim you can marry, and marry a Jewess because she's a labeled Jew, you are a label Muslim. So this is going on. But once you believe, if you are a believer, then you make sure she migrates in belief before marriage. And if she migrates in belief, then they are not the lawful husband also, or they are lawful wives, or lawful women for them. So if they migrate in belief, that is allowed. Otherwise, people of the book are are all, we can t- say Jews in, the, in, a, in a way, the, the Jews and Christians, if they refer to this book of Allah, they can, because Allah describes all kinds of people's behavior, they can come in the category of people of the book, I agree. But if the beliefs are not correct, if the beliefs are not based on ayat and your belief is based on ayat, if your belief is, is based on ayat and their belief is not based on ayat, if they do not migrate, then you are not allowed to marry them suit.